Hello, welcome or welcome back to the Caffeinated Brown Girl podcast. My name is Pallavi and in today's episode, I am in conversation with the founder of Citizen Cosmetics. So we actually recorded this episode a few months ago and in that time, I've gotten the opportunity to use their nude lipsticks and I'm not lying, like I swear by this, but the lipstick is like the best nude lipstick that I've ever used. So I'm excited for everyone to listen to this episode, to get to know the story behind Citizen Cosmetics better, to uh, get to know the founders a little more and how they are intentional with everything that they do when it comes to Citizen Cosmetics, from like the research to the branding, to the marketing, to the products itself. So if you haven't heard of Citizen Cosmetics before, it is a revolutionary makeup brand breaking barriers within the beauty industry, co-founded by Los Angeles-born, Dubai-raised, ethnically Pakistani sisters, Alina, Alize, and Nasiha Khan. Citizen Cosmetics aims to disrupt the makeup world by not only addressing what is lacking in the current beauty landscape, but also making necessary advancements forward. Citizen's focus is primarily on the underrepresentation of demographic groups by mainstream makeup companies. All products are strictly genderless, clean, vegetarian, vegan, where possible, and free of cruelty, parabens, and talc. The brand began as a DTC brand and since its launch has expanded into other e-tail platforms. For more information, you can visit www.citizencosmetics.com. So as I mentioned, it is a very fun episode. We talk about being entrepreneurs, running a business with your sisters, um, but also what does it look like to like run a beauty business that's being inclusive, that they're you know putting a lot of intention into the research that they do, making sure the products are for anybody and everybody, and also acknowledging that they are also continuing to learn and continuing to improve the work that they're doing through these products. Um, So make sure to follow Citizen Cosmetics on Instagram or TikTok or go to their website. It's all just at Citizen Cosmetics. Um, And it'll be linked in the bio as well as don't forget to give us a follow at Caffeinated Brown Girl on Instagram or email me at caffeinatedbrowngirl at gmail.com if you have any questions, feedback, requests, or anything that you want to chat about. Um, Also, please leave a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, anywhere that you listen to. It really, really helps and I will forever be grateful for that. So without any further ado, let's get into this episode. So hello, welcome to the Caffeinated Brown Girl podcast. Um, Really excited to talk to all three of you about your journey and about Citizen Cosmetics. So why don't you give an introduction for the listeners? So we are three sisters that have started Citizen. I'm Alina. I'm the eldest sister. I'm Elise. I'm the second sister. And I'm Nasiha, the youngest. Awesome. So um, now why don't you um, tell us a little bit about what Citizen Cosmetics is? Um, how did how did it begin? And um, yeah. So Citizen is an inclusive brand dedicated to guaranteeing a perfect shade for every skin tone for every single collection that we create. Um, We're really, really passionate about providing solutions for all people of color because as South Asians who love beauty, we really felt like growing up and going to beauty retail stores, we really did not feel represented, first of all, on the campaigns, but also in the actual product formulations. 
They were often missing the mark on our undertones or the beauty assistants couldn't even match us correctly because even they had been conditioned to only, for example, see nude as beige rather than acknowledge that for someone, a nude lipstick would be a dark brown, not a beige tone. So that's where the passion for us came personally. And that's why we started with the beauty industry's widest nude lip collection with 25 shades, because we found that that was something that wasn't as disrupted as foundations and concealers, but is still very much in need for your kit. And that kind of really got us thinking, wow, like this is just one step of the puzzle, but there's so many other needs for people of color that have not been addressed yet. So we're really excited to tackle that on with our brand. And um, it all just came from that epiphany of why is it harder for one person to walk in a store and have faith that they'll find their shade, whereas someone else can just blindly walk in and know that they'll be taken care of. And I think the lack of equality in that experience isn't okay, especially in 2021. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think all of us like you know anybody that's south asian or anybody that's a person of color has that story that you just mentioned like you go into a beauty store you're like i want a, i want a foundation i want a lipstick or any other product and you don't find that and i think it's only been in the last couple of years where like maybe that has been expanding a little bit more with um brands like yours but I can recall like all of us going through that and especially for me growing up I uh, I danced a lot and so when you dance you you know get like when you're performing on stage you have a lot of makeup put on you by those professional makeup artists and it's like the most (laughs) erratic makeup ever because nothing's matching the same tone is being used in like all 20 people and so I think it's interesting how universal of that experiences, which to your point shows um, the need for citizen and for other um, inclusive beauty, beauty brands. No, exactly. Like the way that you could relate to it from dance, but a model can also relate to it. And so can an actress, like it, in every industry, it's actually so relevant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so you mentioned, um, you know, a little bit about the, company and the history but how did you know like you you, all three of you identified this need like there's this gap in the market this is something that would help you would help other people like you Um, but how did you take that from that identification of that need into turning that into a business was there um, something you know like like was starting a business something that you were always interested in um, and how did that how did that journey happen we come from an entrepreneurial family so I think that definitely played a part in actually seeing it as a realistic possibility to start a business like that concept wasn't far-fetched because our grandma's an entrepreneur actually she's a matriarch of the family it's really cool we have like a very strong female business oriented family but our dad's always been an entrepreneur our aunts so I think growing up with that encouragement It actually is a regular conversation in our family to talk about ideas and concepts for starting a new brand. And Elise and I actually went to business school. So we're very familiar with the whole like entrepreneur, entrepreneurial lifestyle and mindset. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so powerful seeing, being able to have grown up with females around you being entrepreneurs since they were like in their twenties as well. So I feel like 
that also made us believe that it was possible for us too because we just saw that growing up so we thought it was so normal even though in the mainstream it might not be normal exactly like in our family you actually stand out if you're in the corporate fields like <laughs> that's how skewed to entrepreneurship we are but yeah and then Nisia was certified as a makeup artist so the conversation of beauty was always there but I think we all made it a collective conversation when we realized okay if we feel this way about this exclusion imagine how many other people must feel this because we know we're not the only demographic out there and so the conversation just really took off like no other when we realized our other friends of color felt the same way but then wait a second, what about guys who wear makeup that are not addressed at all by these brands? They must feel even more excluded than us. And then another epiphany when you're like, what about different ages? What about different skin types? Like my best friend has psoriasis. And to this day, she's still like, I never see acne prone skin or skin with psoriasis in these tutorials. Like what about us? We buy makeup too. Yeah. So I think it made us realize the word inclusive is still being defined in such a small, limited way at the moment. And that's where we found this fuel and like burning passion of starting the brand. Cause we were like, wait, what if we were the brand that finally stretches the definition of inclusivity to make more people finally feel heard in the conversation? So we just got really excited about that. And yeah, ultimately yeah. we just, our mission is to making people feel seen. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, what you mentioned about coming from an entrepreneurial background and um, it's so relatable for me and especially like what you called out, like, you know, you're made fun of for working in a corporate job. Um, when I graduated from college and started working in my corporate job, my brother did exactly that. Like, he's like... <laughs> How are you working yeah, in a job? One person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how? And I'm like, you know, I'll get there. I just, let, let me start this way. Like, I know I'll get there at some point, but it's funny how like, um, you know, like the, the, I, I relate to the experience very much, but I really liked what you called about like inclusivity, um, especially over there, because a lot of things that you just mentioned right now are things, you know, even I hadn't thought of like and you don't like it's so it can be so difficult to be um not noticing those things if that's not an experience that like you have and so you know like when when initially you were like yeah like different skin tones and uh all of that like I'm like yeah totally like I I knew that but like when you talk about different ages um I'm sure you know there are many nuances there when you talk about something like different skin conditions and um so that's that's that, that's definitely a great call out because um there's there's a wider gap than most of us would think there is yeah. and we totally acknowledge we're still learning as we go the whole point with inclusivity is it never stops it's never like oh now we we're done like we included everyone it's like look at how many different people are in the world the attitude that brands need to have is that we have to keep evolving and keep finding ways to be even more representative and inclusive yeah. so you can tell when a brand is just doing tokenism but i feel like once you involve your audience and customers by like asking them like oh like what does Diwali mean and like why is it so important to you and your culture like actually understanding them and you know like doing your research instead of just like tokenism by ticking the boxes of what's at, what you think is inclusive and just putting out a piece of content just because there's an occasion or a holiday yeah but um yeah no it's all about including people in the dialogue 
yeah yeah that's a that's a fair point that you know it always keeps evolving and i think that's a very important thing to recognize because it's not a task list or a checklist that yep now it's one and done but it's yeah like we'll always be learning something new so i really appreciate um you mentioning that something that i'm interested in knowing before we uh dive deep into more about the products and and the company is that the name citizen cosmetics i think um it's a it's a very it's a very cool name for sure and you know the the branding is amazing too but like how did you come up with that and what does that name mean in relation to uh what the organization is Yeah, well, we actually grew up in different places. Like we were born in Los Angeles and then moved to Dubai when I was eight. So we were really young. And then we grew up in Dubai, finished high school there. Me and Asiya studied in London. Alina went back to LA. So we've always kind of had that mindset of like feeling like citizens of the world. And we're we're ethnically Pakistani. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're ethnically Pakistani. And um, we just didn't resonate with one culture. So for us, it was hard when people would be like, where are you from? We're like, what answer should we give? Because... It's always so complicated. We're like, how much time do you have? Um, But yeah. So because that question was so frustrating, we felt like people wanted different answers as well. Sometimes you say something, they're like, no, but why are you? You know that they mean, why are you brown? If you say you're American. Where are you really from? And then, yeah, if you say you're Pakistani, they're like, why is your accent American? And it's just such a layered question. And I remember one day we were venting to our grandma and we were like, okay, this question is kind of annoying every time it comes up we never know how to address it and then she was like why don't you just say you're a global citizen of the world and although we can never actually say that at a party um we felt like it made so much sense though what she was trying to say instead of just boxing yourself you know we all are just citizens of the world why do we have to fit into one definition so I think when she said that, the ethos of the brand was born. It's funny because like on international day at school, I think I was like a different culture <laughs> each year, like one year Pakistan, one year America. Like it was, I was very confused, but now I feel so comfortable with the, with the idea that like we can be global citizens. Also, I think relationships with your culture change with age. Exactly. I um, feel like we were all discussing recently, isn't it interesting that when you're younger, you kind of want to associate as much as you can with the West. And then you hit this turning point in your adult life where everything about you that makes you unique is actually what you want to cling on to. And so I feel like now at International Day, I would definitely every time wear a shalvar kameez. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, you pro- we probably didn't have that same confidence and understanding of why it's beautiful to have culture and history and that kind of context yeah. um scared to stand out too yeah but we see yeah you see things differently as an adult for sure yeah definitely like I talk about this a lot on this show with like other guests and there's that parallel like for me too like I grew up in India till I was 18 moved to the Midwest when I was 18 and then moved to New York like three months ago <laughs> so that's been my trajectory but um even then, right, like, I, as you said, like, even though I grew up in India, it was like, I would always idolize the West or like, always want to like, embrace those values. And, um, and, and, you know, maybe that was part of the reason why I chose to come to the US to study too. I think that could be another conversation. Um, but 
what is funny is that when I came here, I was like, now I miss miss those parts of my identity so as soon as i came here i joined the bollywood dance team i joined yeah. the indian student association i you know like just joined the brown community a yeah. lot With, more without your parents forcing you to that's when yeah. you realize wait do we actually like it <laughs> <laughs> exactly like my parents were like what are you doing like like you know like why do you go there if you want to do this and i'm like i don't know like <laughs> and that's <laughs> To your point, like, you evolve, you, uh, I mean, as you, like, with age, definitely, like, you understand that more too, but I think it's also, like, when you're in those different situations, and, like, oh, I don't have this part of me anymore so easily accessible that I was valuing it more, so um, that, that was very, very relatable, but I also think, like, when I like heard, you know, uh, citizen cosmetics, like that, what that made me think it, I also, I, I also relate that to inclusivity, what you, what you were just calling out, because that, you know, a word like citizen is relatable for anybody. Exactly. Yeah. And so it encompasses, you know, all the people that you're, you're serving to right now and that you'll be serving to in the future and providing that access to inclusive beauty. So I think in addition to, you know, um, your experiences, even as like on the consumer end of it, it, it is a very relatable name. Yeah, it really is just for all citizens of the world. Like that's what it stands for. So you're, you're so right in linking it to inclusivity. Yeah, definitely. So why don't we get into a little bit about what products do you have? Um, yeah, like how did they originate and um, why specifically these products? So we started with the 25 shades of nude lipsticks and glosses. Um, we basically didn't feel like anyone disrupted the nude lip um, collection. Uh so we were really happy to introduce all of our nude lip colors, which were very skin tone specific. And, and lip tone. Yeah, sorry, skin tone and lip tone specific. And I think our Nudiversal Lip Duos are our hero product. Um, so we're very happy with that range. And we guarantee that you will find your perfect nude shade within our collection. Um, and then with that, we have five nude lip liners that tie into that collection. Um, and then we also have these two face balms that are multi-purpose. You can apply it on your cheekbones, eyelids, lips, just adds like a healthy glow to your skin. Um, also a very inclusive product because it's clear and then the other one has pearl in it. So it's really beautiful and nice. Um, and then we have another product that's actually one shade of gold that's flattering for all skin tones. It's an eye shimmer that um, is a jelly-like formula that dries as a powder and you basically can wear it on your eyelids and it stays all day long. Um, but we're really happy to find one shade of gold that suits all. <laughs> and so, we're, yeah. yeah, with that, we're so excited because the whole point we're trying to make is it's not about the number. So it's one shade of gold eye shimmer because we tested and we felt like we didn't need more than one shade. But whereas with the nudes, it was very important to have 25. So that's another thing, like from a consumer perspective, you can also feel when something's tokenism, even in a shade range number, or whether it's based on testing and an actual need. So we definitely keep that in mind with everything we do. Um, like nude lip liners, even though it's 25 lip duos, we felt like five liners were enough because 
your liner does not match the lipstick exactly. People like to go a bit darker. So yeah, we try to be mindful with every collection of what is actually in need. Um, And mastering the undertones for each product and actually doing the testing by going out and like going and grabbing people of different skin complexions and trying the product on them. Because I feel like a lot of these big brands, I don't think they actually do that. Um, and so we make sure with every collection we make to really make sure that we're trying it as, on as many skin tones as possible. And it's fun because if you take our shade matching quiz online, we match you to your perfect lip duo with the liner to pair it with as well. So we really try to do as much as we can to make it as easy for you because we understand the struggle of it being so hard to find that match. Yeah, we also have a virtual try-in on our website, so you can actually see how the shade would look like um, on your computer, which is cool. It feels realistic then. Yeah, and you can send us the no makeup selfie to our Instagram DMs, and we'll be able to match you to your perfect nude combo. So a lot of ways to do that. We try as many ways as possible to make it easy for the customer. I took the quiz, you know, I got... I got my nude lipstick and I like that's my that has become my go-to lipstick when I'm like you know I want something on but I want it to be something that's doesn't wash you out yeah and makes me feel good about myself like yes Mm -hmm. and honestly I've been talking to all my friends about it so I'm so happy they they don't reach out we love that (laughs) so happy (laughs) yeah if they don't reach out to y'all (laughs) so um something like makeup has a lot of thought that needs to go into it whether that you know from a production perspective like there um it's it's going on someone's skin there are a lot of like underlying materials involved and so um can you maybe expand a little bit on what you talked about the testing or anything about the production and how how you're ensuring that this is, you know, the right product from the for the consumers. Um, yeah. We started out by actually conducting a survey with, it was 200 people, I believe, from different countries. And we started with first asking, what nude lipstick do you already love? Because if there's already something that is close to perfection for someone, like we should start with that. You know what I mean? Like if people are already very happy with a shade, But what we added is what would you tweak to the formulation or shade that would make it perfect for you? So that really helped us get like a benchmark understanding of what is still missing for these people and what do they wish this perfect shade had a bit more of. And sometimes it was, oh, I wish it just was like a bit more pink or, oh, it's so drying because it's matte. I wish my matte was moisturizing. So we started with the survey, but we did so many fun things. Like Elise Nasia actually went to I think Selfridges or Harrods in London and they pretended they were doing a dissertation for university to get all the information from yeah. them <laughs> literally asking oh like what are like nude lipsticks shade? best yeah. sell and what are the shades that are most popular and I think with the testing um of the shades it's so important also to ask the person you're testing on like oh do you like this shade on you because I may think it looks nice on someone but they need to feel comfortable of the shade that they are, they're wearing on their skin and they need to like it because it's ultimately made for that skin tone. So it's so important to like involve your customers of, is this actually something you'll wear? And do you actually like it? Does it suit you? Yeah, that's why we also did a focus group in Dubai with a bunch of different people so that they can actually try the shades before we finalize them because we didn't want to 
have them in the final packaging and then start testing on people. So it was really important for us to do that before anything was finalized. Yeah, there was also YouTube research, just like Googling online, like what are the products that people have reviewed positively and then which products do they not like and why is it that they don't like that nude lipstick? So it really just helped us get a kicking start before we created our own formulations. It sounds like even the research and testing that you did was like very across the world. (laughs) So very on brand for you. No, we have to stay true to citizen in every (laughs) aspect. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Um, So, um, you know, like the products are great. You know, your um, focus and your goal and your mission of being, of promoting inclusive beauty, like, how do you how do you bring those things together through marketing? What are the you know you talked about it a little bit in terms of like the different shade matching tools and ways how that's accessible to consumers? But what are you doing with you know whether that's your marketing or reach or any other avenue to send this message out that hey we're doing this great thing and you know come come join us come try the product? Yeah, um, I think there's so many ways. Like for example. First of all, just starting with our website, you can see each shade on about nine different skin tones. So starting with that, like starting with the online experience, making sure that we know a shade looks so different on my lips than someone else's. So just providing those visuals. And then, like we said, the quiz, then we have an email segment called Citizen Connect, where we feature a different citizen from around the world every week with just a really fun question and answer where they teach you a bit about their culture, but also just what books are they reading? You know, like what advice do they have? So that's another way to engage people from different backgrounds. And then on our social media, we really try to engage with creatives from all over. It's like, for example, if like it's Chinese New Year's coming up, we actually try to engage a Chinese citizen of the world that can actually teach our audience something about it. Like how do they celebrate it? What do they do? And, you know, instead of like, it's like actually consult the people from the demographic that you're trying to celebrate. Like that's what true inclusivity is. Yeah. That's why I really love our segments too, called culture tutorials that we have on our reels on Instagram. Cause it's all about beauty tutorials, but while people are talking about their culture. So we have Pakistan, India, Egypt, a bunch of different cultures. And it's just like a fun, lighthearted way to kind of learn about someone else's perspective in their culture. And we're like wanting to expand that even more because we just have a small collection for now, but I think that's also a nice way to kind of inform people about different backgrounds that they might not be around. Yeah, we're just happy even if they learn one new thing from that short bite-sized culture tutorial, like that is just like everything to us. Yeah, and we feel like no one's really doing that as well. Like we've coined that term because it's culture plus makeup tutorial instead of putting a song on yet again, another tutorial where, you know, you can still watch the application, but what if you could watch the application, but also learn something new about the world? I think that's kind of what gets us going every day. Yeah, I really like uh, this concept of culture tutorials because kind of to your point, like I don't watch a lot of makeup tutorials. And I think a part of that is because I I don't know, like if there's music on it or if just if, you know, a person just talking about something random. I'm like, no, I don't I don't know what, you know, I'm really getting out of this yeah I'm learning some 
makeup skills but it, it's just tough to keep that attention on it because it can be you know a long process but if someone's talking about their culture or about um you know a part of that entity or something that's you know they're passionate about or some, something like that like personally and i know this is very anecdotal but i think that would just engage me a lot more cuz i am learning something new and um the best way to learn about anybody's culture is to talk to someone yeah. about exactly. that culture and this is a way of doing it and in a time of council culture where everyone's kind of aggressively accusing people about not knowing enough what about if we actually focus more on providing the solution instead of focusing on the anger of what's lacking so for us we're like okay yeah it's like it's covid people are not traveling some people live in like small towns that are not yeah. that diverse so how do we bring culture to your screen and actually help provide a solution yeah. especially if you're not exposed to all these different ethnicities cultures yeah then how are you going to learn so hopefully the culture tutorial is just a really short one minute way of and genuinely we've been learning a lot by by doing these culture tutorials because there's so many different places that we don't know much about we know like the bare minimum so it was even fun for us to kind of learn something new definitely yeah that that makes a lot of sense. So I'm gonna binge watch <laughs> all these. Make us so happy if uh, what someone was binge watching <laughs> was not Netflix, but our culture tour. We're gonna quiz you on this after. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So study, study. <laughs> but no, those you know everything that you mentioned. I think they're great ways to. You're not only you know sharing your products with the world, but also doing something in addition to that which is like with these culture tutorials like allowing people to talk to their different cultures and sharing that information so i really like the mission that you have of being inclusive through beauty it goes beyond you know just what you're doing with the beauty products too so i really like um like that mm-hmm. um so why don't we talk a little bit about like how is it for all three of you to do this business um with your sisters and like in the um in the company what are the different roles that each of you play we can start with our roles so um i'm alina speaking and i lead branding and marketing yeah and i'm elise and i lead operations and logistics and I'm Nasiha. I lead product development and curation. And the nice thing is like our roles fell into our lap so naturally because we generally have interests and backgrounds in these different departments. Because like I studied management in university and then I interned at PwC. So I feel like I got that operations background that I needed. And I also just have that interest in that part of the business. So I'm happy that that happened. And so then naturally. I landed in um, branding and marketing, which for me falls under like creative storytelling and that's because I was working at Snapchat in Los Angeles and the content team so I felt like engaging a millennial audience felt so secondhand to me after that job yeah exactly and then I um, am a certified makeup artist so I knew everything about makeup and so I feel like I also like easily fell into my role um, seamlessly Um, But working with sisters is exactly what you think it would be, where obviously there's like little arguments here and there, but at the same time, it's really fun that we get to travel together and like no one has your back like family. So we can really confide in each other if it's like, hey, like I'm going through something today. Can you please like help me with my workload or you know what I mean? It's like things that you 
don't have that same comfort with someone that's not related to you. So I think yeah. it's definitely sacred, but it also is obviously like annoying at times too. <laughs> but yeah, and it can also be like scary starting a business on your own, but we're lucky that we're doing it together. So then that pressure is not just on one person. Like we get to share it and kind of be yeah. able to get through it together. And it's interesting because we never actually thought we would start a business together and this soon in our lives. So it's really interesting how life kind of just like pans out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. I think like, I mean, each of you is playing to your strengths when it comes to your roles, which like really I can imagine helps, you know, makes things seamless and easier and um and more productive for the brand too but um yeah I, I I it's it's so funny that you say like yeah it would be so I don't have any like sibling sisters I have an older brother but he's also like 10 years older than me so we have a huge <laughs> age gap but I, but it'd be like I think about it like a lot of uh businesses in my like family are also like family businesses where um it's you know, um, siblings um, starting something together or some sort of that. And there's always that aspect of like, yeah, there are little arguments here and there because at the end of the day, you know, your sisters, exactly. like, obviously they're going to be like, it's weird <laughs> if you just don't fight. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, one life hack for anyone listening that has a family business or wants to work with their siblings, um, we really, what keeps us in check is having two separate group chats. So we have one chat on WhatsApp that's exclusively just work. And we're actually really strict about it. Like we don't randomly then transition to something else. We make sure there's another chat just for like miscellaneous, like mm -hmm. fun and chat. if we accidentally like write mm -hmm. something personal in the sister work <laughs> chat, then we quickly like delete it. <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest thing is you could be arguing in your work chat, but then in your sister oh. chat you're like what should we order tonight like while we watch a movie so it's like it's just hilarious. that's what working with sisters is truly that example is exactly yeah. what it is i love that and honestly that is so smart like you have to like do it's it. such a simple it's such a simple but smart way of doing that so yeah that that's really smart um but on that topic like as we think about you know working with your sisters um how, how are you separating work from like family and personal time so like this what whatsapp chat is one example of that but anything else that you've been doing that could be useful for the listeners um because i think sometimes you know i see in my family too my uh, dad and my grandpa will come back from work and they'll still be talking about work and it's like 9 p.m and i'm like maybe time to not talk about work. well like you know it's so tough to get out of that zone especially like when it's your business because it's like your baby so you want to talk about it all the time and so how are you separating that you have to make sure you still see your friends like that's one thing so for example last week the weekdays were intensely busy like even more than the norm because we were catching up on a lot of things so we would have these busy office days but then we'd come home I swear to god one day last week I had six zoom calls in one evening because it was all these different time zones and I was catching up with PR firms from Netherlands, Germany, US. And that week was just crazy. But then there was a law I was invited to that week. And there happened to be all these like birthdays and parties. But although I was exhausted, I just made myself go because you need that release or that separation. Otherwise, you are going to burn out and it's not going to feel fun anymore. And now I actually feel so refreshed. And I feel like 
my energy starting this week is so different than last week because I just feel like things are so much more unbalanced. So I think definitely don't get lazy and don't just be too tired that you stop going out because I think a lot of people do naturally do that. Yeah, and I think because we're as sisters, we're so close. We're actually pretty good at not talking about work so much and actually making sure to have time to talk about like each other, how we're feeling, how our friends are. I feel like we actually do have a good balance at doing that because like we're so close and like we're like friends at the same time. So um, we do have a good balance to separate it, I think. It's so true. It's the parent, it's our parents' generation, actually. Mm -hmm. Like you said, your dad and your grandfather, they do find it very challenging to separate. Yeah. Because even our family is very involved in citizens. So at dinner, it easily will be a a continuation of work chat. But I actually find that us millennials, we're much more interested and committed to having a balanced life. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why we find it easier. And we're also quite like sensitive, I think, like being girls and just in general, like we are just more sensitive personalities. So I think we make sure to also check in with each other and we don't just keep it work, definitely. Yeah. Um, and give each other space when we need to. Like I feel like we have good boundaries like with each other yeah um so yeah I think giving each other me time is crucial and we all have different forms of that like Elise like needs her workout session every afternoon (laughs) I can't relate to that (laughs) and thank god we have our own rooms too so if we do need a second like we have our space to be able to do that so yeah we're good at knowing when we need each other when we need our own space too so no one's offended forgot to mention that we live together as well as working with each other (laughs) So, it's like, oh yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, close your door. That yeah, saves exactly. relationships. When a door is closed, you know. Not we actually are in. like very like, yeah, like we're like too good at that. <laughs> no, I love that. I think like it's it's very important to have your me time because that like recharges you. It's so funny because um, I was back home in India last December and it had been a pretty like packed day of like just meeting family, doing like, you know, going out with a lot of friends. And I was just like, I haven't had the time, like I'm here for two weeks. I haven't had the time to just sit in my room and read a book, which is all I did when growing up. Like that's, that's all I did. And so I, I told my cousin who was visiting, I'm like, hey, like, 30 minutes I'm gonna lock my door and do not bother me like and tell tell anybody like anybody that comes like no she's she's busy and then I come out of my room and uh like essentially what happened was like my mom had asked her like oh like where's Pallavi and uh my cousin was like oh she's like you know it's her me time like let, let her be I come out I'm like wait where did my mom go and then my dad's like, she's drinking her chai and she said she's doing her me time because oh, she oh, learned oh. that term that day. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, it's so important <laughs> to have those boundaries within like your household, but also with friends too. Like now I feel like as I've grown, like if a friend says, I really can't come out tonight, like I'm so tired and I need to just like rest and stay at home, I'm not going to get annoyed at them because now I understand that some people really do need to take the time to like be with herself and you know like not always people please and say yes to everything it's so important having those boundaries and like like accepting other people having the same boundaries as well our grandma's so funny I love how we keep referencing her because she's really like shaped so much of how we think but it's so funny she's so independent and like amazing but 
she like not to out all her secrets, but she <laughs> actually has a code word with us when she wants her alone time where she pretends she's meeting a friend and it's this one name specifically. So when she says she's meeting that friend, we all know it's very much not a real person, but she's actually just going to hang out by herself. We kind of like yeah. wink at each other like, yeah, yeah, like you're meeting Shaquilla again. <laughs> and like, that's literally- We just added her word now. So she's- Yeah. It's <laughs> literally her code for when she just needs like an hour to like, run errands and she wants to kind of do it on her own but you gotta do it you gotta do it you know yeah that's such a good strategy honestly like grandma's teaching me stuff too you need an invisible friend to see a few times of the month (laughs) yeah but yeah I love all the strategies that you shared like being strict about you know having that family time but also like having your individual lives and time with friends because there there's that aspect of it too um so to close it off like i'm just curious to hear if you have any advice for anybody that's thinking of starting a business um as they venture into this exciting but also (laughs) very complex journey yeah i feel like we all have different um advice we can give but for me I would say don't wait for perfection because I feel like because we're always usually hard on ourselves we want to keep waiting till we launch because we feel like it's not ready but if you keep doing that then someone else might come out with that same idea or you might like regret waiting too long so, and it'll never be perfect exactly. that's what we learned you can never too. reach perfection so you just have to go with it and, and um yeah that would just definitely be mine true um mine is don't just consult your own friend group or your own family when you're coming up with an idea before launching because you're just then seeing something from one perspective and it's like groupthink. Like if the similar people from same backgrounds are most likely going to validate your idea because they think in similar ways. Like they always say you are your five closest friends, but you actually have to ask people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different demographics, if you have access to, which honestly with internet, you do have access to surveys and people that might volunteer, you know, to, um, to participate in a focus group. But I really would say, don't just, um, allow your own internal peer group to validate your ideas. Definitely try to ask a mix of people so that you make sure you really are kind of catching out errors that you wouldn't have noticed or realizing that maybe something that you thought was fine is actually offensive to someone else. So, yeah. Yeah, and mine is firstly, have a deep why for why you're even starting this and always remember it. So for example, our deep why for Citizen is to enhance cultural awareness through the beauty industry and also to make people feel seen. And having that will just keep you going during stressful moments where you might doubt yourself. And it just reminds us of why we started this. So make sure to have a deep why. And in times of doubt, always go back to why you started this and um focus on that and it really helps in times when you kind of just want to give up and cry about anything but definitely have a deep why and remember that and that keeps you in check too on the other end it's like make sure that as you grow and as you get opinions from different people that you're not randomly doing a collection that has nothing to do with your initial deep why so I feel like that also just really makes us stay on track it's like wait a second no that's not why we started citizen like guys like this is what we need to do. Yeah. So I just think it's so important in so many ways to have that deep why. 
Yeah, I absolutely love all that advice. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so thank you so much for your time. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can connect with Citizen um, and, you know, all the great products and the content that you have out in the world. Yeah, no, and thanks so much for giving us an opportunity to share the story and talk about why we started this. Um, you can find us on www.citizencosmetics.com but we spell citizen without the vowels. So it's C-T-Z-N cosmetics.com and our Instagram, our TikTok, it's also just at C-T-Z-N cosmetics. Um, and we offer shipping in the U S in Europe in the middle East. Um, we also have partnered with retailers in different regions as well. So even if you can't buy online, we also are available on the Nika app in India, for example, we're available in Australia through the Iconic. And um, in the regions that we ship to, we also have amazing retailers and e-tailers that we've recently partnered with. So yeah, we just want everyone to get matched and find their perfect yeah. nude. And we have exciting things coming up really soon too. And something that is very close to home that I think the South Asian community will especially be excited about. So stay tuned. Ooh. <laughs> cannot wait to see what that is so um yeah thank you once again and um yeah i i as i mentioned like i absolutely love the products that i have so i hope anybody listening to this show that's looking for something new can go try it as well thank, thank you, you so much thank you so much next time we're in new york let's definitely hang out in person <laughs> yes yes Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Caffeinated Brown Girl Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any platform of your choice. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Caffeinated Brown Girl. Email us at caffeinatedbrowngirl at gmail.com for any inquiries. Give Citizen Cosmetics a follow on Instagram, TikTok, and other social media at Citizen Cosmetics. So C-T-Z-N Cosmetics, um, as well as check out their website, check out their products, tell us how much you love them. Um, and I hope you stay safe, stay well. I will talk to you next time. Until then, bye-bye.